All right, what is going on, you guys? My name is Justin, but you can call me Jay Swag. Welcome back to another episode of Sports Talk with Swag, part 13 of the hunt for the best sports city of all time. And we're finally in the final four. We've we've made it. It's been a long road, but we're here. We're in the final four. We got the final four cities competing for the crown of the best sports city of all time. Tonight, today, whenever you're listening to this, we have Chicago versus Washington, D.C. And right off the bat, I just have to say that um, I don't know if in any of these episodes that I've done, if a city has come into a matchup with more momentum than D.C. does right now. Granted, that's taking the recency bias into effect, of course, which does play a part. But, I mean, coming off of the Mystics' first WNBA championship and coming off of the Nationals' first World Series uh, berth and then winning one in Houston last night at the time of recording. Wow. I mean, I don't really know... uh, I really can't think of much more momentum that you could have going into an episode. But that being said, I will be representing Chicago here tonight. And as always, per usual, back on the pod, representing the district is Shaddy and Yuhas. Welcome, boys. It's good to be back. Oh, man. I was about to say I'm feeling pretty good, but then I sneezed real hard. Uh-oh. <laughs> body ache. may have just I'm jinxed yourself. Man. Um, how are you guys feeling tonight? Are you guys feeling good? Feeling confident? Feeling, feeling about as high as I've ever felt as a DC sports fan. Yeah. That intro got me so excited. I think that's the first positive thing you said about DC sports on a podcast since the beginning <laughs> of DC sports. So I'm feeling pretty good. <laughs> yeah, I may have gone from six to mid <laughs> on that one. <laughs> I'm, tra- I'm trying to think. That- that's a bar, I mean, right, Mike? Let's be honest. Like eleven thirty to midnight. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Um, I'm trying to think. Has there been a better time to be a DC sports fan in your guys's lifetime? I mean, obviously there have been better times in other no. people's lifetimes, but since no, oh, we've not. been around, no. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. There was a time when it looked like. The, the Sins, the Wizards, and the Nats were all, like, kind of winning. Like, nothing nothing playoff. A lot of false hope. I wouldn't say this was... Yes. Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. All, all false hope. This was, like, oh, shoot, like, maybe five years ago, six years ago. But, they, but it all felt good. Like, everyone was like, you know what? These teams are all dangerous. And for yeah. a second, every, every, every DC sports fan felt like how every Boston fan feels all the time. <laughs> Just every yeah, day. Yeah, I'd say and probably around 2012. Yeah. When RG3 mm-hmm. came to town. It was RG, we, exactly. We won the the division yeah. in football, and that's that was the first year that the Nationals went to the playoffs with Bryce. Yeah. Um, and I believe the the Wizards, the Wizards were in the playoffs. Were that no, year the Wizards were good 2012. Yeah, the Wizards yeah. were dangerous 2012. <clears throat> And the Caps so, had Ovi, so, you know. And the, and the Caps and the were, Caps like, always, perennially right. making the playoffs, but not getting far enough. Right. So, like, everybody was playoff caliber for, like, one year. Yeah. And that was, that felt good. I remember yeah. I, it was a moment. I think I mentioned this on the podcast before. There was a moment when they, when uh, 
ESPN showed a graphic. It was like rookie of the year contenders, like who is in first place. And it was RG3 and Alfred Morris, like one and two. Yeah. And I remember sitting there like, take that Dallas, take that Philadelphia. Like just so oh, yeah. excited. Oh yeah. And that, uh, <laughs> and that did not last long. Yeah. Well, um, let's not waste any more time. Let's just, let's get into the dirt here. Um, but actually, as I say that, I'm actually going to immediately pump the brakes. Um, and because <laughs> I just remembered I have a little bit of context to give. So basically, so in the time between the last time that we we talked DC sports, um, I, I dove a little further into the stats and whatnot just because I was sick of having the same statistics for every episode. So I got more in-depth statistics um, and... One of those is what's referred to as an ELO rating. Um, I don't know if you guys have heard Ooh. of this, but um, for those who don't, I, ha- I have a little write-up here just to help explain it a little bit. Um, so basically, the ELO rating system, uh, here's the definition. It is a method for calculating the relative skill levels of players in zero-sum games such as chess. Um, so it, it originated... Um, and was popularized for chess. So a lot of times if you, even if you like download like a chess app on your phone or you like play online chess, there's like a number next to everyone's username. That's their ELO rating. Um, And it's obviously now used as well for um, competitive video games, uh, football, basketball, baseball, um, even in board games as well. and basically, uh, let's see. So here we go. The difference in the ratings between two players, or in our case, two teams, serves as a predictor of the outcome of a match. So two players with equal ratings who play against each other uh, are expected to score an equal number of wins. So basically, let's say we're looking at baseball, and it's like, Let's just say the Nats and the Cubs both have an ELO rating of 1,500. Whatever you know the equivalency is in wins, let's say that would mean that they're both predicted to win you know, 97 games in the regular season. Um, and so then a player whose rating is 100 points greater than their opponents is expected to do better, essentially. And then if they're high, if it's even higher, then they're predicted to do even better, so on and so forth. Um, and then essentially, you know, it it takes like a lot of factors into it. So it's not just like wins, because again, we're looking at this for team sports, so it's not like players for chess. So we're looking at this for team sports. So it's not just looking at wins. Right. Um, mm-hmm. So they put, uh, let's see. So playoff games factor in. So like if you make the playoffs and then if you win or lose playoff games, those are factored in. Um, Home court advantage, home field advantage is factored in. Um, If you have an upset win, that's like more points. Um, If you have an upset loss, that's more points that you lose. Um, If you win by a wider margin, that's more points. Um, And then like I said, it's like zero sum. So if, you know... If the Cubs beat the Nats in a game by 
let's say, four runs. And then the Cubs, you know, let's say would get 25 ELO points. That means then the Nationals lose 25 points. Um, so essentially when you, when you gain, the other person loses that you're playing. Um, so all that to say, that's a very roundabout, kind of complicated way of saying that it's just an, another way to rank teams that I thought was very helpful for this specific series um, because mm-hmm. it's not just like – because, you know, like we've established, some franchises have been around way longer than others and some are way newer. Um, and so that basically is able to calibrate that a little bit and then it takes into effect, you know, like I said, upset wins, upset losses, playoffs, World Series, you know, finals, whatever. Um, so I've used that and for, I think it's baseball, football, and basketball have ELO ratings. So I kind of factored those in as well, did some research on those. So I'll be whipping those out. Um, but yeah. So anyways, that's can, out of the way. Can you, can you tell us, is, do these lean in favor of DC at all? Or are we? Yes, there are definitely, there are definitely instances where it, where DC has the advantage. Um, because essentially what I did was, um, I looked at, so all of these statistics, the ELO statistics are courtesy of 538.com. I don't know if you guys have heard of them. Um, yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah, fan. yeah. yeah. Fan. So these are all from 538. And essentially what they did for, for the MLB, NBA, and NFL was they ranked every season of every team that's played in those leagues and just like rank them basically from best to worst based off of their ELO ratings for that season's team. So for instance, like according to ELO ratings, the greatest football team ever was the 2007 Patriots. Um, right. So I mean, that's not surprising. Right. Right. Yeah. I believe so that. essentially I just went and looked in those, in those rankings and I just like picked out, um, I, I, I tried to find how many, of each franchise had a team in the top 250. I figured that was like a good, you know, marker. Um, and then like what their highest one was and, um, you know, stuff like that. But it, it'll, it'll, you know, it'll come together once we get into it. But yeah, I just, that was a, a more advanced statistic that I looked into that I thought was helpful for this. And I wanted to give some context to it before I just started spouting those out. Um, all right. Fair enough. Being so coy with your statistics, over there. I know. <laughs> all I have, are, all I have, are inspirational speeches written down. Well, see, <laughs> but that's why I that. have you guys on, so we're not just relying purely on my numbers. Um, all right. All right. But, anyways, that being said, as is tradition, you guys pick the first sport. We'll compare each city side by side, and then move on to the next sport. So, you guys. Fight amongst yourselves which sport you want to start with. Yeah, let's do a sidebar here, Mikey. Yeah. Shetty, let's uh, let's go from weak to strong. How does that sound? That's what I was actually <laughs> just about to say. Let's start with the weakest. And I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to go out on a limb and say the Wizards. Again, Chicago are probably going to be the weakest matchup we have. Good Lord, Yes. All right. <laughs> Wizards it is. Take it away. I'll let you guys start. 
unless you what want else? me to. Listen, 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 <laughs> listen, listen, listen. I am a big DC sports fan. I've always supported all my teams to the best of my ability. Amen. But I just, I have to hand it to Chicago on this one yeah. right up front. I can't. It's ridiculous. Yeah. To even To even attempt to make up some BS about <laughs> the Wizards being better than the fucking Bulls. It's just, it would be offensive. I, That's I, fair. And I don't want to offend. I appreciate that self-awareness. I, you know what? I disagree. Spin zone. Here we go. <laughs> Hot takes. That being said, NBA is trash. <laughs> Two things ahead. I know in this world there have been fake. <laughs> the moon landing and Michael Jordan. No proof that either one of those things exist. Have any of you Let's seen him play there. basketball in person? Didn't think exactly. so. Exactly. Exactly. Let's start only there. in space. It's just, <laughs> it's just an extended play of Space Jam. Yeah, <laughs> tell me about it. Who, he, who needs? He needs a movie to promote his product. I mean, come on. The wiz, all the wizards have are desperate seasons, and we still get people to buy our stuff. That's, That's right. Pretty impressive. Yeah, that's very true. Hey, we just got Beal back. Yeah, what a yeah. Uh, I actually we have a Go ahead. No, I was just going to say we have a good player on a bad team. So I'm I'm really excited about that. Yeah, I uh, hey, I want to know how you feel about um, what's his name? Ryu Uchimura. Is that his name? You, yeah, you know what? I, I don't know if I told the story on the on the pod yet either. Kimbaga kid. Yeah, yeah. Oh, Rui Hachimura? I mean what? Who are you talking about, Mike? Their new their draft pick, their Rui. Draft pick. Yeah, yeah, yeah. It's Rui yeah. Hachimura. Hachimura, yes. Yeah, yeah. Yeah. Sorry, go yeah, ahead. Yeah, I don't know if I talked about this on the on the pod yet, but I talking about a guy who's got like zero buzz coming in, and it could just be because there's a few draft picks who who really dominated. But really, this guy had zero buzz. So I was so shocked when they picked him up. And I want to say there were a few other good players on the table. Like, I'm pretty sure Hero was still on the table. And I was kind of he was. banking on us getting someone like him. But I, I, I need to check. I actually don't remember. You know, some people have so Hachimura as their Dark Horse uh, Rookie of the Year candidate. Do they really? Mm-hmm. Well, I remember well, so watching. I, I watched yeah. him in the NCAA tournament. He, I mean, he was like tearing it up out there. He was balling um, out, being, playing real dominant, real like yeah. physical in the paint basketball, which is something I think the Wizards could definitely use. But um, yeah, no, I, I, I definitely, I'm. I was gonna say I'm a fan. Like I just, I, I had no idea who he was beforehand. Um, and but that's also. Uh, I'm not giving the Wizards credit, though. I'll, I'll be clear. I'm not giving the Wizards credit. <laughs> I'm pretty sure they didn't know who he was beforehand either. And yeah, they I definitely like, saw, like, an article about how they had, like, no idea who they picked. No. Are you serious? <laughs> yeah. yeah. No. They, they, they asked. They asked. Uh, it was a – I think the article uh, references a key wizard, key wizard personnel. So whatever that means. I'm asking the reasoning why they picked Hachimura – Am I oh, saying that right? Oh my god. Yes. Yeah. Why they picked him over some of these <laughs> other pictures who have been 
you know, we've been predicted to, to do better. There's been more buzz. There's been more excitement around them. And the reasoning was Hachimura would fit well with DC ties back to Japan. And DC's tie with, like, Cherry Blossom and DC's fan base that exists in Japan. The, the reasoning was oh this is God. a decent marketing idea. His name, he is from Japan. We have Cherry Blossoms. Where you know in DC, this is a good mix. Wow! And if you ever questioned if the Wizards front office had gotten it together, <laughs> nope. Oh my I, gosh! I read that and I couldn't believe it. Wow! I was beside myself because the second they drafted him, I was like, I gotta figure out who this guy is <clears throat> because you know he doesn't just because there's no buzz around someone doesn't mean they're not great. Sure. Yeah. Yeah. Plenty of potential to be fantastic. Absolutely. Uh, yeah, I don't think it was a terrible pick. I just, I no, think no. They, 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 their reasons were terrible. Oh. Their, their right. approach to the draft is terrible. But, but what? I don't know. They may, like, they may have, you know, lucked into something nice. You know. Dude, how do you think he felt when, like, he read that article? It must have been terrible. Like, what you know? a feeling like, to be like, man, my f- literal dreams are coming true. I've been drafted into the NBA. Right. I'm going to find this article now. Oh, wait. They didn't even know who I was. They just got me because my mom is ja- – or my dad is Japanese. And they have and cherry what? blossoms here. And Honestly, blossoms. I think that was just somebody scrambling for something to tell the media. Like, but why wouldn't you just say he played well in the tournament? Yeah, yeah, yeah. That oh, been much gosh, what is your PR person doing? Oh, what a nightmare. But the fact the fact that we all so readily believe it, though, I think speaks to uh, the Wizards a little bit. Yeah. Yeah. Oh, absolutely. And, like, part of me thinks that they're looking for – the, the, the news coverage is, is – like just hilarious around this but yeah you know I, i'm looking at it what's more likely that these that the wizards front office has figured out something that no one else has figured out around this person and they got a steal at the ninth overall pick or they are going to stumble into something and it's definitely going to be they're going to stumble into something yeah that's how i feel wow that's unbelievable I'm going to find this article, and I'm going to send it to you, and you can include it in the show notes. <laughs> I will. I'll put it in there. That's yeah. – wow. Um, all right. Well, I'll, uh, I'll, I'll dive into some statistics here just to uh, give the Wizards some sort of credit. Um, but so – let's see here. So moved to D.C. in 73 – Won at finals, championship in 78. 22 playoff appearances in 46 years, which equates to uh, 48%. So 48% of the time they make it to the playoffs. Um, overall regular season winning percentage of 45%, 44% in the playoffs. Um, they had one team in the top 250 ELO all time, number 208. Um, and it wasn't even that team that won the championship either. Um, wow. Let's see. They have 22 winning seasons and 26 losing seasons. So they've won 43% of the, 
of their seasons. Um, between 1974 and 1979, they went to the finals three times, and they won the, the one time in 78. Um, and then here's, here's a fun fact. Between 1983 and 2004, the Wizards had three winning seasons. Wait, say that again? Between 1983 and 2004, the Wizards had three winning seasons. Wow. <laughs> that feels high. Frankly. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah. Um, and I think... Three? Yeah. Woo. 20 years. Yeah. Um, so here's, here's some, some fun stuff, too. So I did... I did some digging into... Uh, attendance numbers too because we always like to talk about how cities support their teams and like their fans and whatnot um right and so i decided i wanted to get some attendance numbers and and figures for each of these teams as well just to kind of uh either back up or not back up what we've thought um so here we go here so here's some numbers for the wizards um since the 2000 2001 season uh and this is that's as far back as I could get in all my like researching. There's no like I don't know how to word it, but it was it was very difficult to find these statistics to begin with. But this is what I could get. So since the 2000-2001 season, the Wizards have finished um, in an average spot of 15th out of 30 teams in the average NBA attendance. So they're right smack dab in the middle of oh, attendance. That's good. Yeah. Um, on average, the Capital One Arena uh, is filled to 84% capacity, again, since the 2000-2001 season, uh, which I thought was really good, too, uh, considering that uh, they are not a, a super great team. But again, since 2001, they have had um, better seasons since before that. Um, here's a fun fact. So... In 2001, their average attendance that season was 15,576. And then in 2002, it spiked to 20,674 a game because uh, some no-name walked onto the team named (laughs) Michael Jordan. (laughs) Bumped them up from 18th to 2nd in total attendance. And they were what? second both years that yeah. he played there. They sold out every single game that he played. So, question for you. Yeah. Chicago, did Chicago have Michael Jordan? No. Chicago? No, I don't think so. I think he played in, like, Des Moines exactly. or something. I don't know. He was playing minor league for the baseball Wizards. before he was on the Wizards. That's right. The Barons. The Chicago he Barons. him out of obscurity. <laughs> Yep. In his old age, yep. and made nice him the shot. star he is today. Yep. And the, he put up like thirty a couple times, which was pretty cool. He scored, I think, fifty once. So he became the oldest player to score fifty. I think he was thirty-eight or thirty-nine. Um, but yeah, so they went from eighteenth to second two years in a row, and they sold out every single game for those two years. <laughs> I just thought that was wild. Um. All right, anything you guys want to add for the Wizards before I move on to the Bulls? Justin, just fucking do it, buddy. 
dude. Let's not waste any more time here. All right, the Bulls. We're sitting here with our head in the guillotine, and you're. Listen, you wanted to start with the worst and go to the best, so this is as worst as it'll get tonight. Do it. So, all right, the Bulls, founded in 1966, obviously six NBA championships, um, 35 playoff appearances in 53 years. That's 66 percent of the time. Um, regular season win percentage of 51% and 54% in the playoffs. Um, up until 2016, they had the best NBA record, a regular season record of all time at 72 and 10. Um, they have 26 winning seasons and 27 losing seasons. So just shy of 50%. Uh, they have 11 teams in the top 250, uh, cons- including numbers one, two, six, seven, and eight. Um, and they are the only NBA franchise to win multiple championships while never losing uh, a final series. So they've only ever won the finals when they've gone there. Um, and then some... And we're calling that a good thing. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Mm-hmm. Yeah. <laughs> okay. I'm just trying just to spin it that way, you know? Okay, got yeah. it, got it. Um, and then some quick... Attendance numbers for the Bulls. Um, since 2000-2001 season, again, they have finished an average of 2.1 out of 30 in average NBA attendance. Um, they fill up 99.3% capacity um, each season. They haven't finished outside of the top two in average yearly attendance since 2009. So they've either been first or second. I think they have they were first from 2010 Two thousand and eighteen, they were first in attendance. Um, they do have the biggest arena in the NBA, but it does only hold three hundred people more than the Capital One Arena, where the Wizards play. Um, so I just thought that was interesting. I mean, obviously we know the Bulls are just a better franchise than the Wizards, but I did think it was interesting that the Bulls in their they've had very up and down seasons i think similar to the right. wizards since 2000 2001 uh but they've consistently been basically number 2 in attendance which i thought was pretty impressive um i mean i think you can you can just chalk that up to mj like he really made chicago what it is sure as far as basketball yeah. goes like I mean, you take take away the MJ years, and what what do they have? Right. Exactly. And you know what? I, I just to just to add to this a little bit, I think we should look into. We should question whether or not that fans should be very dedicated through these ups and downs times. Don't you think it would serve the team better? Like you're caring more about the team if you teach them a lesson when they don't do well. That's one thing. <laughs> That's one thing I really appreciate about Wizards fans. We okay. know how to be a good parent to our team. Okay. So let's just let's just let that sit for a Shady, second. See, see how that feels. With <laughs> with the Wizards and that argument, I don't know if I totally agree, but I think it's a good segue to the Redskins. I don't know, Justin, if you're ready to do move it. Yet. Let's move right along. Um, so we're so we're just jumping uh we're just jumping over the fact that Chicago is being bad parents is being a bad parent to its basketball team. That's fine. Hey man, that's, that's subjective. I to remember this. That's I subjective. To this <laughs> I you know, look, Shady, I will say that 
if you take away the MJ years, which is basically saying if you remove like what makes the Bulls the Bulls, then they're a lot more comparable. But you know, even though they haven't been winning as much or at all since since those glory days, like right, he built such a don't say that you know such a dynasty there that there, so we're rewarding you, coasting now. We're saying, you know what, you only have to do one good thing, and then you can just kind of chill the rest of the time. Again, I think we are, if we say Chicago so, is a better basketball city, we're basically saying it's okay to let your kids go out and stay past the midnight. You I know? just... You don't have to be a good... No, 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 no. I just I'm, want... I'm saying, like, you know, I, if, if you were to put Chicago against, say, the Celtics, I would argue that the Celtics are the better franchise because most people would. They've had so many iterations and have been successful many times with different groups, whereas the the you know the Bulls have had this one go of like the ultimate you know dominance, but they haven't been able to make it last past you know having that once in a generation player. I just want. But I agree with that. It's still better than <laughs> what the Wizards have yeah. put together. Yeah. Uh, I just want to get on record here from Shadi. I need a yes or no. That you're saying if your kid in first grade sucks at soccer and their team is always losing, that you're not going to show up to his games <laughs> or her games? Well, that would be a good parent, correct? Firstly, I want to thank you for your question, and I just I, I want to, to to just let everybody know that I appreciate that Justin included both his and her. Yes, I'm going to force either my son and or my daughter to play soccer. Right. Um, would I come to their games? That's a good question. That's I know a, it is. That's a good. Question. That's why I asked it. Yeah. Yeah. Um, yes, I would still go to their games. Uh, well, then only, your logic doesn't if, apply to the Bulls. Only if they're winning, and only if they... <laughs> and if they're not winning, right? then if I'm their ride, I will drive them to the game, yeah. <laughs> and then you will leave. No, no, I mean, I, of course I need to stay, but that's just being a responsible parent. I'm not advocating for being irresponsible parents. Obviously, I need to drive my kid to and from the game. So you'll turn your back on the game. Least. I mean, there needs to be some some punishment for this. As as a parent, it would probably be me telling them to practice more, right? Like as a wizard fan, I don't have very much authority over whether or not I can make John Wall not slip in his house and Terry's Achilles. Sorry, quote unquote slip in his house. Right, right, right. And Terry's Achilles. I can't, you know, I can't do that. You can tweet so, at him. But I'm saying. I can I can definitely tweet at them. I uh, I only tw- I actually I only really tweet at athletes if I'm disappointed in them. So yeah. Right, right. Um, <laughs> but you know, I guess on some level, I am in the role that I can be a parent to the Wizards. Very in that very limited role, I'm saying, do better. Mm. I'm not. I'm taking this thing away from you. My mm-hmm. my presence at the game should be to you a motivator for you to play well. If you're not going to play well, I won't show up. Mm. But that's a very unique relationship I have with the Wizards ah, organization. Yeah. With a child, I can say, I'm going to take you to the game, and if you're not doing well, we're going to come home, and we're going to practice. 
and because I have the authority to do that. Sure, sure, sure. Okay, all right. So it's more, it's more of a question of authority, I think. Mm. But Shady, I, let me I, let me uh, let me grab that shovel from you so you can stop <laughs> digging that hole. Um, uh, you know, I feel good where I am. I just good. rip it out of his hands, Mike. <laughs> Enough. <laughs> <laughs> I will say, you know, the the major. It's not a bad argument. <laughs> it's not a bad argument. Examples of a professional sports team and Shaddy's own child. You're 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 paying your hard-earned money to go to a Wizards game. Or not paying. So you're, you're essentially investing monetarily into them and into their success. And if, if they continue to disappoint, that's a bad investment. Yeah, that's, that's on something that's on the investor. Can, uh, to, to, to be fair, Mike, you can definitely spin that for your kid, too. Like that, That's the reason why you're not going to send your kid to soccer camp. Listen, at this point... You think soccer camp is free? <laughs> Daddy, where did you find that other shovel? I thought I put away all the... <laughs> so the Redskins, huh? Right. Yeah. Let's uh, you know. Yeah. Let, we can. Yeah. We're moving on. Obviously, Chicago is. But I, from a sports city perspective, let's just think about oh how the, fan, the role of the fans is. A, you know. Move, move, moving on, but just uh, just let that marinate. Yeah. We'll All come right. back to it. Well, the reason I was saying maybe a good segue to Redskins there is because we've reached we've reached a precipice here with the Redskins. <laughs> At least I have personally, mm-hmm. where I'm just done <laughs> with the organization right now. Yeah, um, right. Do tell. And 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 they've had 20 years to to make changes that <laughs> they just haven't made. Yeah. And across those 20 years that Dan Snyder has owned this franchise. Everything has changed except for him and Bruce Allen. Mm. So you've you've had so many different coaches who had high expectations coming in. You've had great players come in and out of the organization. And you've had other coaches who weren't head coaches but showed showed great promise like Sean McVay and Kyle Shanahan. Um and you've you've let that talent go. You you've kept what you can, but it just never seems to work. And what's the one constant across all those years? Bruce Allen, Big Dan, and Big Dan Snyder's. <laughs> oh my God! And this is where I'm like, I kind of what Shaddy's saying, you know, rings true. It's like. The, the the fan base has to take a stand somehow against what's happening. Mm, right. And the only way to do that is to boycott, essentially. Sure. And uh, I, that's what's happening. The, the attendance is terrible. Yeah. It's essentially just like, you know, vi- whatever visiting team there has at least as many fans as the Redskins do. Right. It's, it's just... The, it's it's terrible, and and I hope that this absence of Redskins fans at their own home games is is sending some sort of message to Dan Snyder, because eventually, right, 
it's going to get to the point where the money that he's losing is undeniable. Mm. And who knows well, if that's going to do, you know, do what we want it to, but at least it's yeah. something. And that's what I was going to ask. Like, do you think that'll make him sell this? Like what, what would motivate Dan Snyder to sell the team? Because honestly, honestly you know, I don't, I, I don't, I don't even know that's that. Even, that's not even the first step. The first step is getting Bruce Allen out of there. I don't know what he's done to make Dan Snyder believe in him like this much, but there's he's he's a fucking idiot. <laughs> I mean, the mismanagement of this is 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 wild. He's the GM, yeah. It's impressive. It's impressive, yeah. Um, and and you hate to see it because there's such good talent coming through the organization, but they just you know top to bottom just screw screw it up. What what did you make of the firing of of Shanahan? Like honestly, I it it was kind of time for him to go, mm-hmm. but I, I wasn't happy about it. I'm mm-hmm. I'm you know Shanahan. Who's who's next? Oh Shanahan or or Gruden. Uh, Gruden. Oh, sorry, Gruden. Yeah, yeah, my bad. Yeah, yeah. Gruden, Gruden had was given the longest amount of time, I think, of any of the coaches in recent history to try to get something going, and he he couldn't. But you know, when I look at when I look at it over the the entire tenure of Snyder, there have been so many coaches that like should have been able to do better and just and just couldn't, and it, it has everything to do with with you know the the front office just meddling where they shouldn't and mm. and and just making terrible decisions um so you know it's it's like who's going to want to come into this organization now to replace Gruden right like I, I, nobody nobody worth having is, mm. is my yeah. guess um and it's just going to be the same old thing you know meet the new boss same as the old boss it's, mm. right so i you know that's not the change that we need is is the problem. Yeah, I I definitely agree with that. I mean as uh you know, as a Giants fan, you you love to see another team go through something like this in your division. But uh <laughs> it is one of those things that where it's like it's hard to watch, you know what I mean? Cuz it's just like It is. It's just such it horrible mismanagement and just like so many poor decisions and really just nothing going right for that organization where you just can't help at some point feel a little bit bad for them as a rival and just like yikes, like what is going on over there? Right. Well, that's you know, the I'm, thing. I'm, it's like yeah. I'd rather be a a Miami fan or a Bengals fan or something because there's right. they, at the end of the day their 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 office leadership is still somewhat competent and they will be able to rebuild in some mm-hmm. fashion whereas just I just don't believe in the Redskins management yeah to, to make yeah. anything happen that's fair which which is it's it sucks man it hurts yeah it's a sucky place to be as a fan. <laughs> Um, yeah, yeah, but even 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 comparing, you know, Mike, I 100% agree with everything you said. I think we've talked about it so many times. Where it's 
I don't think the throwing is. I don't think the Redskins are going to get better unless they get rid of Allen and Dan Snyder sells the team. I, I just, I like, I don't see it possible because anytime they make a decision now and it's a good decision, I find myself questioning whether or not that was a good decision. Like, wait, they made this. Uh, you know, this can't be right. They made it, um, mm. and that's and that's that's not a good place to be as a fan. So, but even all that to say, I, I, you know, I probably should do some, some more even researching on it. Chicago as a football team, they've had they've been a pretty good football team, but I don't know if they've like are super successful championship wise. Well, I mean, yes, they are very much so, but if you're looking at just Super Bowls, then not necessarily. Yeah, yeah, sorry, Super Bowl wise. But they have I mean, nine championships in total. Yeah, but those all came in like eighteen ninety something. Yeah, but right? it's a, a championship is a championship, man. Yeah, yeah. I mean, I mean, the Redskins have plenty of time to win more too. <coughs> I mean, uh, the Redskins have yeah. a few pre Super Bowl era championships. Yeah, they have like they have two, right? But I'm saying they had they had a lot of time to get more of those pre-championship ones that supposedly were easy to get, but they didn't. Well, yeah. I'm not saying easier or harder in general. It's just like looking at the NFL now in the way that it's, you know, the the way the game's played, it's it's almost like completely different. Sure. I mean, every sport is like that. Yeah, yeah, I mean it's fair. Yeah, I don't know. I think I think between the two, I still and this could just be and, and Justin, you're gonna have staff behind this, so I'm I'm, cur- I'm also curious to learn. Uh-huh. Um, but like between, it, it always seemed like football was DC's thing. Like if you were a DC sports fan, you were always a fan of the Redskins because we were like that was the sport we were most successful at. And that was the sport that, like, people – like, even today, if, if someone's a D.C. sports fan, it's like their dedication was for the Redskins first. And they will have a, a strong opinion either way. Sure. The Redskins. I agree. I, I, think that still, I, still, I think that still exists with Chicago. But because, like, because Chicago is, is so iconic and so associated with basketball, I feel like it's, it, for them it's basketball first. And then kind of the Chicago Bears as Phil Phil's in second. Now I don't know like how to measure that, but for me it always felt like from a sports team, it always seemed like DC sports fans were are all dedicated to the skins and they have a strong feeling either way. Well, yeah, but you could also account that to the fact that the Nationals and the Wizards and the Capitals weren't doing pretty much anything up until like this decade. Right. Yeah, yeah. I mean I, I well there's a there's definitely a point to be made like they just it was the the team there like right. the, the major team they had there right so everyone was really supporting that sure but from a like from a you know it, today even like the fact that it carries on even today even today like from a longevity standpoint it's I think it's really impressive that people have been the, the skins fan have been skins fans have been so dedicated for so long listen I'll tell you it's still impressive that people go to skins games now right that's for sure right yeah i'll agree with I you mean, on that even against everything i just 
said, <laughs> like, I am still a Redskins fan. Right, right, yeah, right. Right. And, and you you have such an option for, like, Baltimore, like, right up the road, where you could very easily claim, like, okay, you know what? This is my, like, these teams are separated by barely anything. I could very easily jump the bandwagon saying, you know what? This is also my team. Sure. But you don't really see that. That's kind of like, that would be very strange for a fan to tell you that. Yeah. Um, shoot, I was just going to say something. Oh, I was going to say, I, I will give it to... To Washington, but especially Redskins fans in general, uh, and I say this lovingly, that they they're blindly supportive of their teams. Absolutely, yeah. <laughs> Absolutely. Is that is that a commentary on perhaps two of your friends, Justin? Um, more than two. I'm not. I'm not kidding myself about the current situation, but but you know, I also know the history of the team and know that they've they've tasted greatness before and can someday yeah listen as a giants and knicks fan i get it you know right right. you support the team through the ups and the downs and for both of us recently there's been more downs than ups but you know you gotta support the home team I know this is not related, Justin, and you can tell me that, like, you know, we'll talk about it later. But between, is there any chance the the Nets become the new team in New York? Uh, A lot of people think they already are. Um, According to Kevin Durant on Twitter, he thinks that the Knicks are (laughs) not the cool thing anymore. Which which account? His main account, no burner. (laughs) He was not hiding on that. He he was responding to people, like, I think it was last week. And he was just like, the Knicks aren't the cool thing anymore. It's all about the Nets. But he did say, he said, the Knicks are not cool anymore. They can't get big free agents, but it will always be a Knicks town. So. Oh, he said that. Yeah. I think that's just because they're more of an iconic team. And, you know, the Nets were in New Jersey for a while. And right. just moved to actually be in New York, but um, yeah. Well, that's almost. I mean, taking it back to Chicago, that's kind of how, as a non-Chicagoan, I look at, I look at them, and I think you know, Chicago's a, a, a Cubs city. Oh yeah, definitely, right, for sure. Right. Um, right. And and Shaddy, to your other point, I would I would argue that. Like even at the peak of Bears' success, it, it's arguable that they were still like a, more of a baseball city than a than a football sure. city. Sure. Um, yeah, it just it always seemed like football was was third, or you know, it, it just never really felt like a truly a football town. And but that's not to say it's not a good sports town. It's just that like football was never really the main thing. Whereas for the Redskins, like it was always the thing for in DC. I think. That's fair. I think when you put, I, I think when you put it that way, I, I, yeah, that's fair. I think I will say though that um, the '80s was definitely it was a, a football town in Chicago because um, that was so when they were. So was DC, you know. Sure. No. 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 Yeah. Absolutely. I'm just saying. I think there was at one point in time where Chicago, like where the Bears were the it thing in Chicago over the Bulls yeah. or the Cubs. Yeah. Um, but yeah, I definitely think since pretty much the '90s, uh, it's definitely been heavily 
leaning towards the Bulls and and the Cubs. Um, right. But let's let's dive into some tis, some, some some statistics real quick, shall we? Goodness gracious. I'm Fantastic. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, all right. We'll start with the Redskins here. Um, stuff we already knew. They moved to Washington in 37. They have five championships in total, three of them being Super Bowls, um, 82, 87, and 91. They have 23 playoff appearances in 82 years, so 28% conversion rate making into the playoffs. Um Regular season win percentage, uh, right at 50%, um, 55% in the playoffs. Uh, They have 10 teams in the top 250 ELO all-time, with their highest uh, at number 10. Um, 40 winning seasons, 43 losing seasons, so 48% of their seasons they have won. Um, Let's see, a couple notes here. Between 1936 and 1945, they went to the championship game six times, uh, and they won it twice. And then between 1982 and 1991, they had seven playoff appearances, four Super Bowl appearances, and three titles. So like you are saying, the 80s definitely uh, the Redskins' peak there. Um and then here's a fun fact. Between 1946 and 1970, the Redskins had four winning seasons and zero playoff appearances. Um, what? Yeah. So. <laughs> when was that? Hold on, hold on. It was 46? 1946 to 1970. Wow. So. Bit of, bit, bit of a drought. Rough, a little rough yeah. period there, but like I said, everyone goes through the rough periods. Again, they more than made up for it, I think, in the 80s. Um, although, granted, the people that did not make it to the 80s would be upset. Um, and then since 1991, which was when they won that last Super Bowl, they only have five playoff appearances and nine winning seasons. Um, and then some attendance notes here real quick. They have finished an average of... 6.7th out of 32 in average NFL attendance since the 2010 season. Again, this is as far back as the statistics could go, so I couldn't get a wider uh, array. So apologies for that. But since 2010, they've finished basically an average of 7th in average Average. attendance. Um, They fill FedEx Field an average of 87% capacity since 2010. Um... They have the second largest stadium in the NFL, so to do that well in in attendance does speak, I think, a lot. Um, especially since it's those numbers are since 2010, and we know how their seasons have gone since 2010. Um, and then here is an interesting note: they in 2017 they averaged 75,175 fans per game, and then that dropped in 2018 to 61,028. So they lost an average of fourteen thousand fans per game in that between twenty seventeen and twenty eighteen. So it was one of the bigger drops. Um, wow. But I mean wow. that just speaks a lot to what you guys were saying, and I think that number has continued to drop this year. So, and I think that stadium holds like ninety thousand or ninety one thousand. Um, so they're down to now only filling up two thirds of the stadium. 
Um, yeah, it's not great. And, yeah. and you were saying that drought from 91 till now. Mm-hmm. I mean, Dan Snyder, I think, bought the team in like 98 or mm. something. Yeah. And Just goes back to what you're saying. The correlation is pretty strong there. Yeah, yeah. It's hard to deny. Um. But yeah, so that's that's the Redskins there. There's that's some statistics there. Um, let me move on to the Bears here real quick. They yeah, were founded. What's up? Hello. I'm just interested to hear their their ELO stat. Oh yeah, yeah. I shall get there. Um, all right, so Bears founded in 1920. Um, so they've played 99 seasons. Um. They are only one of two remaining franchises from the NFL's founding in 1920, and the other was actually the Chicago Cardinals, um, who are now the Arizona Cardinals. Um, Like I said, they have nine championships in total coming in 1921, 32, 33, 40, 41, 43, 46, 63, and then they won that Super Bowl in 85. Um they have 26 playoff appearances in 99 seasons, so that's a 26% conversion rate. Um, their regular season win percentage is 56.7%, uh, so 57%. And they have more wins than any other franchise in the NFL um, at 764. Um, they have 28 uh, Hall of Famers, which is the most of any NFL franchise. Uh, they also have the most retired jerseys of all time, but I don't really care about retired jerseys because that's just a team thing, so it doesn't really have much to do with like league-wide. Um, 21 teams in the top 250 ELO of all time, um, peaking at numbers 3 and 7. Um, I believe the 85 team was the one that was at number 3. Um and then they have 57 winning seasons, 42 losing seasons, so 58% of their seasons they have won. They have two perfect regular seasons under their belts um, and nine seasons with only one loss. Um, so they pretty good regular season team there. And then just some quick attendance facts. They have finished... <clears throat> An average of 26.3 out of 32 in average NFL attendance in 2010. Um, But the reverse side of that is that since 2010, Soldier Field uh, fills out an average of 100.4% capacity of the stadium. Um, So they average uh, a sellout. But their 26th in average attendance because they have the third smallest stadium um, in the NFL. But I thought that was like really interesting um, Mm -hmm. that they finished 26th out of 32 teams in average attendance per game. um, But they sell out pretty much every single game. So that was interesting. Um, But yeah, so those that's, that's the bears for you. Some pretty strong numbers there. Not bad. Not bad. <laughs> I mean, I, I feel like the the most glaring difference is the, uh, I mean, in terms of cha- and cha- uh, Super Bowls. Sure. Is that the Redskins have a few more. Right. Yeah. <laughs> but right. 
in, in most other categories, they are right there with the skins, if not above. <clears throat> yeah, um, and two teams that have been around for quite a long time too, so they're pretty on on pretty equal footing there. Um, I mean, obviously the Bears have been around for longer, but right. when you're looking at NFL teams on an average, they're two of the oldest franchises. Um, and two of the more uh, historic franchises, I think you could say, too. Um, right. When you kind of think of the NFL, I think they're two of the franchises that first come to your mind. I think it's probably like them, the Packers, the Giants, and the Patriots now. Um, right. But yeah, so I don't know. I, I think, so this comes up like literally every single episode of the whole, especially specifically when it comes to NFL with the whole pre-merger, post-merger championships. Um, right. And, right, right. you know, everyone is entitled to their opinions and they can weigh them how they will. So some people, I mean, I think the NFL themselves have made it pretty clear that they don't care about pre-merger championships. Um, yeah, because they like exclusively only refer to Super Bowls when they're talking about championships for teams. Um, yeah. So I think that, you know, needs to be noted. But again, when you're talking total championships, it's nine to five in favor of the Bears. But Super Bowls, it's three to one in favor of the Redskins. Um, and the Redskins also did do that within a span of nine years so they definitely had a, a very dominant period of time right. where they were able to uh to convert um but yeah so I, I don't know if you guys had any other um thoughts you wanted to throw in there for for football before we before we move up well the redskins kind of have a similar uh path as the as the chicago bulls i think in, mm. in that mm. we had that one long bit of dynasty there with Joe Gibbs. Yeah. Because he played every position, and that was just... <laughs> yeah. Um, and haven't, haven't had, uh, like, a continuously dominant team, obviously. Mm. Um, but I feel that like that like the, that time in the '80s was enough to just like keep people hanging on for a long time. Uh, absolutely. But, right. And and but we're starting to see the the that is starting to crumble. The cracks are forming. In my opinion, I'm I'm I yeah. feel like I'm being uh, brutally honest about the Redskins right now. Well, because, that's what we need here. Yeah, I'm in a certain yeah. headspace about it at the moment. <laughs> Well, you know, and there's no denying both of these teams are, like, very good teams. And I think part of it is that they've both been around, you know, but both of these teams are good football franchises. They've both been around for a really long time. And both, you know, consistently pump out, like, solid revenue. Both consistently put out, like, you know, from, uh, you know, strong championships. They put out uh, iconic players. Mm. So it's really, you know, it's tough to say one is truly better than the other and mm. just comparing them like stats to stats because you could you know you could adjust it based on pre-merger you could adjust yeah. it on the super bowls you could say well let's count you know um uh, uh dynasties and really doesn't seem like the the bears have a dynasty or the rest of the two but the bears also have you know more hall of famers so just, they seem really close yeah so 
I wonder if this is a place where it's like the history of, you know, DC, DC sports really just for a while being this is a football town. If that doesn't fall just a little bit in favor of the skins from like a fan base standpoint. And I know you were saying that, you know, Chicago sells out basically every year, which is, you know, that that's as good as you can hope for. But the fact that the field is so small, you know, the, the stadium is much smaller than the skin stadium, that also feels kind of even. So part of me is like looking at the attitude, and it just seems like DC sports fans fans care way more about football than Chicago sports fans. So for that, I kind of feel like it leans towards the skins because the fan base is so passionate. Uh Mike, I don't know if you have anything you want to add on to that, but I do, so I don't, I don't want to cut you off if you have any. Um, I, uh, <laughs> I'm not going to say anything against Chatty's statement, so I'm not going to say anything else about it. But uh, I, Yeah, no, I mean, like, you know, like it's, it's, it's tough to compare these teams just based on, on uh, records because, like, Justin, you made a good point. Like with the NFL, there's just – you have this conversation around pre-merger, post-merger, and there's a lot of different things you can say. Like, okay, I think this team is better because X, this team is better because Y. Sure. And with with the Skins and the Bears being so, both of them so, like, established and iconic organizations, right now I'm looking at kind of the fan base. And, you know, I don't have a ton of experience being a Chicago Bears fan, but <laughs> from it just really sounds, you know, it really feels like for the longest time, D.C. was always a, a Redskins town. So... For me, I, I feel like it edges that way for that reason. I don't think that's super controversial, but I'm I'm curious, Mike, wh- wh- why you would dis- why potentially you would disagree with that? No, no, I'm 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 with you on on the balance there. I mean, I think like we were saying about Joe Gibbs and, and those views being like our biggest peak there. I I would argue that Chicago had their huge peak like with the '85 or '86 '85 uh, Super Bowl team or whatever that was. Yeah, right. With with, with Ditka. Um, Right, right, right. I I kind of lean towards um, counting post-merger stuff more heavily just because it's such a larger group of teams with so many more players and so much more talent Mm -hmm. involved. Right. Like when when you go back to those years, uh, you know, in the 20s through 40s, whatever it was, when they were winning all those championships, and and granted the Redskins had theirs too, um, there were – you know, many less teams, and the teams were constantly folding and then right. coming back and changing cities. Like the Redskins were originally the Boston Braves, and moved mm-hmm. to Washington D.C. So, like, when we make this more racist, <laughs> so you know, I just when when I look at it, you know, pre versus post merger kind of stuff, I tend to give more weight post-merger stuff just because of, of all of that um and and with that in mind I, I might give the redskins a bit of an edge there um but as far as the passion of the fans i i honestly think it's it's pretty much the same that's where i would disagree uh, i know i feel that I, yeah i like i mean you know the whole the bears on SNL and everything like it. Right. They, it's just that that fan base is pretty well documented. I would have to. Say. Oh yeah. So. <laughs> I, I well, last thing I'll say though. Yeah, yeah. A little bit of an edge for for the Redskins. Random but true. 
we have the only kicker to ever win the MVP. That's and and uh, that's got to count for something, huh? The Bears had Cody Parkey, so that so I'll be. (laughs) And yes, and you know, Mike, you make a good point. To be clear, like it's it's not that Redskins fans are are let's say like you know a hundred times better. They're probably pretty close too. But it's just like what football means to that town, like to DC for the longest time it was like the thing so that that's kind of why I, I would give it the edge there it's not that the fans I, I aren't passionate right I think you bring up a good point like of course Chicago Bear fans are very passionate but it always felt like it was another thing they could be passionate about whereas for DC sports fans they just loved it so much right I get that and and I mean Chicago has always had many options of, of right. you know, teams whereas we had the skins and the bullets and the Capitals right. for a little while there, and that was about it. But, right. well, and the Senators. But, the, yeah, the, you know, the, the um, I, I, I agree with what you're saying there. I understand your point. Yes. Yeah, I I think I'm going to have to agree to disagree here. Um, and, again, I just want to, like, point out that, um, like, the when you look at when you I mean when you just do a series like this in general and when people are comparing um you know when you're li- listing ranking comparing teams uh to each other in terms of like franchises I should say um there's just there's no objective uh perfect way to compare them um right and obviously, you know, I know you guys know that. Um, I just, I like to make sure that everyone else listening just like knows that as well of, you know, like you can look at um, just championships. You can look at wins. You can look at Hall of Famers. You can look at, you know, right. any amount of different things. Um, and it's just, it's just subjective when it comes down to it of what you as a person, as a fan, what you weigh more heavily, less heavily, what you enjoy more, what you think is more important. Um, so, and I just, you know, I appreciate the, the format to, to debate it and just have a good, um, respectful conversation about it where, you know, we know there's no right and wrong. And it's just, you know, a difference of opinion. And that's just what it is. That's what it comes down to. It's just difference of opinion and, you know, what you uh, or anyone else, you know, thinks is better. Um, Except so, Philadelphia is objectively the worst. <laughs> mm-hmm. Um, <laughs> but so all that being said, um, I do, like, I, I have to... I I have to disagree with the thing about I agree with like pretty much everything that you guys said um up until it comes to the the fan/passion whatever you want to call it portion of it just because in my opinion I think just uh I'm trying to figure out how to word this because the Redskins were all that DC had for a while. I don't think that gives them an edge necessarily 
over a city where they have multiple franchises that are doing well that they quote unquote have to choose from or, you know, get to choose from whatever. Um, because like, if you look at, if you were somehow able to like measure the fandom, you know, of the Redskins on a whole, um, I just, in my opinion, I don't know how much more it is like over the bears. Um, and even like prior to them having, prior to DC having multiple franchises to care about and be proud of, um, when it was just the Redskins, I think the bears fans were like just as passionate about their team and about their franchise, but it's just, they just had other franchises as well that were just as good that they were just as passionate about. So I don't think that can necessarily give an edge to either. Cause I'm not saying that gives the edge to Chicago either. Um, right. as I mean, also just because neither of us, none of us have ever lived in Chicago and supported any Chicago teams. Um, exactly. so there's yeah. a certain element of just, we don't know. I mean, obviously you guys can speak for DC for as long as you've lived because you've lived there and you've supported those teams. Um, but in my opinion, I think, I think in that regard, I think they stay pretty even because, um, you know, I think they're both really supportive, uh, fan bases throughout their histories um yeah i will say i think of all the teams we faced so far it really seems like chicago like the chicago bears and washington redskins have just traveled such similar paths for so long Mm -hmm. so these are probably two of the most like evenly matched i i would never have thought to 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 say chicago bears are similar to the washington redskins but you know in a lot of ways like there was definitely a dry period for Chicago, even recently, where it was it was tough to be a Bears fan. Like you know, you were going to be bottom of the division pretty much every year because you're competing with you know the Packers, you're competing with the Vikings. And those those teams were just doing well. So yeah, I you know I, I definitely agree. I don't think it's account for or against, but just being a DC sports fan and and seeing the the passion for a team. Like if someone tells me they're a DC sports fan. I know for a fact they follow mm. the Redskins. Like they yeah, may not no, definitely. The Nats, they may, you know, so so that's kind of why I would have given. But you know, that, that definitely makes sense. Yeah, and I'm saying like I agree with that. I I think that's very true. I think if you go to DC and you just walk on the street and you walk up to a random person and you say, "Do you follow sports?" and they say yes, there's I think a 95 percent chance that they're at least a casual, if not pretty passionate Redskins fan. Um, right. But I just, I think I, I just, in my opinion, I don't think that necessarily gives them an edge, but I do agree that that is definitely like a thing. Um, right. But that being said, let's move on. Let's move up. I don't know. I won't decide between who is better between these next two sports. So I'll let you guys fight that out, but update everybody right at the moment that the nationals are on the against Houston in the top of the first two to zero. No out. Yeah. Dude, what is with these playoffs having such early scoring? Have you noticed yeah, that? It's crazy. I and can't, this I is, can't believe it. And this is Justin Verlander we're facing tonight. Right. So. He, the, the Yankees did the same thing in the uh, ALCS. Um, they got on the board early, but then, well, you know. I'll tell you what. Justin Verlander, I think, is 0-4 in his playoff starts. So It's looking like Clayton Kershaw. Yeah, a little bit. A little bit. Um, 
Well, why don't we just why don't we just go into baseball real quick? May as well. I'm, I'm watching it right now. <laughs> um, the the Nats are just so special this year, and they've been fast, but man, we are riding such a high right now. Absolutely, it's not, it's not stopping right now. This is so great. I don't think there could be a better baseball team to have been a fan of this year, to be totally honest. Oh, yeah. yeah. Well, they're the perfect underdog. And right. This is, oh. I've, I've been telling anybody who, who would listen <laughs> since the playoffs started, and I wish we had uh, done this, uh, this little podcast a little bit earlier so there'd be, like, proof of me. <laughs> but once they got – um, through the wild card, I said, you know, if they can beat the Dodgers, they're going to the World Series. Yeah. Um, and it, and if they can beat the Dodgers, they have a chance in winning, winning the whole thing. Mm. And they did exactly that, and then they just cruised through the Cardinals. Yeah, that was... And, and, and Vegas gave them terrible odds, and it's just like the world doesn't believe in them, and that's why they're going to win the whole damn thing. Sure. Um, I, 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 I was seeing, I didn't hear that, Mike. I, I, I did not hear that, that last part. So yo, you want me to say it again? <laughs> Please don't. Please don't. <laughs> I, I, I'm saying that, uh, the, these nationals to me look very similar to the 2004 Red Sox. Mm. They ended their drought. On that team, both both wild card teams, both had to come from behind multiple times. Um, you know, had to be the favorite. Were un- underdogs the whole time, and you, you want to know something eerie is the gap between between championships for the Red Sox was eighty six years at that point in time. Last time the Nationals hosted the World Series was nineteen thirty three. That was eighty six years ago. It's destiny. Like, let's just—I mean, the the it's the why not us? The parallels are uncanny. They they really are, Justin, and uh, and I'm here for it. Uh, you should be. I would be if I were you. Superstition plays a big role in baseball, and I think it's on our side this year. Superstition is definitely on your side. Yeah. I mean, they. They overcame their NLDS hump, much like the Capitals had to come up, overcome their their big hump. And like once they got past it, once that weight was off their shoulders, mm. it's like glass ceiling, baby. Know. Yeah, man. Finally did it. Yeah, I mean, oh. there's no question that uh, the Nationals have the have the crown here for this year. If we're looking, you know. Between them and the Cubs and the White Sox, it's it's obviously no comparison that the Nationals take it for this year, um, and it's it's it really is quite a special season. I mean, I you know anyone can go back and listen to the first episode we did, you know, months ago when the Nationals were hitting their hot streak, and you know you were you were fully believing in them then, and you had very high hopes for them, and look at you now. I know, man. I see when right at the beginning of the season we were talking about like, you know, how is how is the the absence of Harper gonna gonna uh, affect the team? Right. Mm. I feel like from the very beginning we were saying, you know, we've got Juan Soto, we've got Victor Robles, you know, we've got 
the, you know, the best starting rotation in baseball. Mm. And like, we're, we're feeling great. Like it's, mm. there, it's, it's not a loss at all. And like, here we are. Yeah. Um, I mean, obviously the Cubs are like arguably the, the most historic baseball team, mm. them and the Red Sox and the Yankees. Right. Um, and and the White Sox too. I mean, not as oh, yeah. of late, but they've they've won like sure. two World Series, I think. Yep, they have, they have and, three. And yeah. You you used to be a much more prolific team, but um, you know, <laughs> if, if we're going on winning, um, the this this could be the year that the Washington baseball you know, really, really gets put back in the conversation. Makes their mark. Yeah. I think this could be, yeah. Yeah. I mean, go ahead, Shaddy, if you have something to say. Yeah, I was going to say, this could be the year that we make the transition from D.C. being a football town, D.C. officially becoming, like, a baseball town. Oh, yeah. I where, think you're like, well on your way. You know, like, the skins are really, like, you know, year after year of disappointment. And the Nats that have been good for so long make a World Series, and they have like a few bona fide stars and like some upcoming like really good talent. This feels like the the beginning of the switch, if not maybe you know the the the, the baton the has been in the process spark. of being handed off. Right, exactly. Like this is the spark. So yeah. that that feels exciting to me. I, I don't know how I would compare that with, with Chicago, but just as a national fan it's very exciting and the the, the Nats have to, have to overcome a lot you know the, you were running into a place where everybody here was a Baltimore fan a Baltimore a Orioles fan mm. so you're kind of co-opting that so for a long time people were bouncing you know yeah I, I support the Nats but if they don't do well like I got the O's kind of in my back pocket so really just a lot of props to the Nats and you know from a future perspective, I don't know how much we're going to weigh that in this in, in this assessment. From a future perspective, it, it feels really good. The, the, the Nats are feeling like my pick for which fan base or which team is going to be good for the next 10 years. I would go Nats over Chicago teams. Hmm. I, I, I like that assessment. Um, I think the, Nas- the Nationals have, have a bright future in front of them, even if they don't take this World Series. Um, but the Cubs kind of imploded this year. Joe Madden left. He's back coaching the Angels for next year. Mm. Um, I believe they just put David Ross, David Ross in yeah. as manager, which is pretty awesome, actually. Yeah, I'm That's pumped like for a that. Great, great move by the Cubs. I, I'll admit. Um, They've seen how well it's worked with the Astros, so they're like, "Hey, let's try." <laughs> yeah, yeah, exactly. <laughs> Um, but yeah, the national the, the nationals have a really bright future, uh, definitely. Right. I, I agree with that a hundred percent. Well, it's like if you had to put if you had to put fifty bucks on which team is going to make it to the World Series and win again in the next five years, if if any, if you're going between the White Sox, the Cubs, and the Nats, I would say Nats are probably your, your safest and best bet. Sure. Yeah, yeah. I pr- I probably agree with that too. Um, 
By the way, I meant the Twins, not the Astros, when I said that, because the Twins have, I believe, the youngest manager in the MLB, and they just won 104 games or whatever. So that's I meant that for the people who are going to correct me and be like, what are you talking about, the Astros? I don't have a player coach. Um, but, yeah, so. Um, yeah, I think when you look at currently moving forward, I, I think that the uh, that Washington – has the advantage there, but um, we're not just looking at the now and the future here. We're looking at the the past as well. We're looking at it all as a whole. Are you sure? I am <laughs> pretty darn positive. Um, if we're going to do it for the Redskins, we're going to do it for the Nationals. <laughs> um, so let me uh, let me throw a, throw a few stats out here for you. Um, a little food for thought here. So. Uh, we had the Senators, who were in D.C. from 1901 to 1960, and then they moved away. And then the Nationals relocated to D.C. in 2005. They have one World Series title, which came in 1924. Again, just in case people are confused here because they're like, wait a minute, the Nationals just made their first World Series. Um, I look at teams that played in the city and not like the actual like franchise as a whole because the Nationals are technically the Expos who are in Montreal, but I'm just looking at the teams when they played in D.C. So the Senators, who are now the Twins, but they played in D.C. for from 1901 to 1960, and they won a World Series in 1924. So just for clarification there for people who might be confused. Um, Take that, Twins. Yeah taking that title away from them. Um, so the Nationals slash Senators, they have nine playoff appearances in 72 years, which is 13%. Um, regular season win percentage, 47%. Uh, 49% in the playoffs, and that is including this postseason because uh, before that it was much lower. Um, so this year has done wonders for their uh, their playoff numbers. Um, they have three teams in the top 250 ELO all time, all of them were for the senators. Um, the nationals highest, uh, is 358 in case you were wondering, although I'm sure after the season concludes, they will have one higher than that. Um, 28 winning seasons, 47 losing seasons. So 39% of their seasons were winning. Um, up until this year, as some of you may have already figured out by now, the nationals had never made it out of the first round of the playoffs. Uh, but they really broke that glass ceiling this year and just went the whole way. Um, were you going to say something? No? No, just very, just very excited that we made it back. <laughs> yeah. Yes, very exciting times. Too many years of heartbreak. Yeah. Um, just some attendance numbers here real quick for the Nationals. Um, and these numbers are... Uh, since 2005, because that's when the Nationals moved back to D.C., so I just took the numbers since then. They have finished an average of 10th out of 15 in average National League uh, attendance. I couldn't get it for the entire MLB for some reason. I don't know why. Um, but in the National League, average 10th out of 15th in average uh, game attendance. Um, in their time in Nationals Park which uh, they moved there in 2008. They fill out an average of 70% of the stadium. And then in those couple years that they were in RFK, they filled out 62% of the stadium. Um, 
their highest year for attendance was actually their first year in DC. So 2005 uh, is was their best year for attendance uh, since being in DC. Um, yeah. Um, I mean, this year, this year was actually a pretty significant dip from last year. Uh, and I think, I, I mean, I have to assume that Bryce Harper leaving was a big part in that just cause he was an attraction. Um, yeah. But, I mean, it's the same effect with the MJ coming to the wizards. Kind yeah, of yeah. 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 Um, and then there, the Nationals Park is the 18th biggest MLB stadium, so they're right smack dab in the middle in terms of size. Um, so take that as you will. But yeah, those are those are the stats that I have for the Nats. Um, let me move on here to uh, Chicago teams so we can get caught up here. Um, I'll start with the White Sox. Uh, so they were founded in 1901. So they have 119 seasons under their belt. Um, three World Series titles, uh, 1906, 1917, and then recently in 2005, um, where they actually swept the Astros, who are in the play in the World Series now. Um, they have nine playoff appearances in 119 seasons, so 8% uh, conversion rate there. Um, regular season win percentage at 50%, and same in the playoffs as well. Uh, they have seven teams in the top 250 ELO all time, uh, peaking at number 68. Um, they have 62 winning seasons and 57 losing seasons for uh, 52% of their seasons were winning. And then in terms of attendance, again, this is since 2005. Um, they average ninth out of 15 in uh, average American League attendance. Um, on average, they fill their stadium up to 62% capacity, uh, and they have the eighth smallest stadium in the MLB. Um, so in terms of the White Sox, one of the older franchises, um, pretty consistent in the regular season of being very even at 50%, uh, but uh, nine playoff appearances in 119 seasons, not not super great. Um and then moving over to the Cubs here real quick. They were founded in 1876, so they have 144 seasons under their belt, um, which is just wild to think that the sport that we're watching now, people were watching 144 years ago. <laughs> and I think baseball is probably one of the sports that's changed the least <laughs> in that amount of time. Right? Would you agree? Absolutely. I said baseball is probably the sport that's changed the least – in that amount of time. Yeah, sure. Yeah. Yeah. So I just think it's crazy that baseball, you know, still a thing 144 years later. Um, it's about time they change some rules, though. That, that, that can be a separate pod. I absolutely agree with that. Um, yeah, I won't get into that because I just won't stop. Um, so the Cubs also have three World Series titles to their name, uh, 1907, 1908, and then most recently in 2016, obviously breaking that uh, World Series drought that they had there of 108 years. Um, 20 playoff appearances in 144 years, so 14% conversion right there. Regular season win percentage of 51%, 39% in the playoffs. Um, 11 teams in the top 250 EO all-time, peaking at number two. Um, and then they also have numbers 10 and 15. 
they have 76 winning seasons, 68 losing seasons. So that's 53% of their seasons were winning. Uh, they were the first team to play in three consecutive World Series. And they were also the first uh, team to win two World Series. Uh, so to have multiple World Series. Uh, and then in 1906, which is that team that peaked at number two in the ELO, um, their record, they finished the season at 116 and 36 for a 76% win percentage for that season, which still to this day is tied for the most seasons and the best record uh, of all time in a season. Um, and then in terms of attendance, they finish an average of fourth out of 15 uh, in average National League attendance. Uh, Wrigley Field fills up uh, 90 to 91% capacity on average, uh, and they have the 17th biggest MLB stadium, so they're right ahead of the Nationals. Um, so yeah, I know that was a lot because they have two teams, but you know, that is it is what it is. Those are their those are the teams and lots of lots of history uh, for for Chicago and their baseball teams. Um, you know, a lot of regular season success, um, not a whole lot of postseason success or even making it to the postseason. Um, but you know, when you look at the conversion rate of making it to the postseason they're you know right there with the uh nationals in their time as well which is why i wanted to do that stat because you know right. the cubs have been around for twice as long um as the whole of a baseball team in washington um but they have uh you know cubs make it to the playoffs 14 percent of the time nationals make it to the playoffs 13 percent of the time so they're pretty even there um I think the biggest thing that sticks out to me is the um, the ELO teams and the uh, the attendance as well, because especially right. for the Cubs, when you look at the Cubs, um, you know they've been around for 144 years. They've only been to the playoffs 20 times, but they f they are at 91% capacity of the stadium um, on average, as compared to the nationals are only at 70%. Um, so I know, you know, it's, it, you know, again, it is what it is. Take it for how you will. But um, right. in my opinion, I'll, I guess I'll just go first here. In my opinion, I think um, when you kind of take the Cubs and the White Sox and you average them out, which luckily is pretty easy because they're basically the same um, when you look at statistics. Um, I think they have the edge over the nationals just because they have, you know, more World Series titles. Um, they do better attendance-wise. They have a lot more teams that are in the top ELO of all time. So just historically, they've had better teams. Um, but again, I think when you're looking forward, um, lots and lots to be excited for uh, as, as a Nats fan. Right. And I think we should reward the team that has not had a curse. So that feels <laughs> like it's going in the way of the Nats. That one does. <laughs> All right. <laughs> I, I don't know. I don't know where that falls under uh, uh, for for Elo ratings, but uh, non-cursed teams seem seem to be like a, a something we should support as a, a sports fan. I'll I'll let the listeners take that how they will. <laughs> 
That, you know, that's the my Cubs. contribution, Mike. <laughs> Good luck. Fair, fair enough, dude. The, the Cubs are such a staple of not only Chicago, but just the MLB. Yeah. Field is is like a mecca of baseball. <laughs> yeah. Um, I think the the win percentages and, and stuff is, is a little bit tough just because they've had – like you said, 144 seasons. Like w- when you've been playing for that long, it's gonna average out to about 50-50. Mm-hmm. Um, and the the Nationals never really getting it together before this newest iteration. Um, it is it, similar to to the Chicago struggles for many many years. Mm-hmm. Um, I would say, I mean, this is such a tough argument. I, I I I am a huge Nationals fan. I love what what's going on with the team right now. Mm-hmm. Um, it's tied two to two now, by the way. <laughs> so this game is already wild. <laughs> Um, I would say that the Nationals and DC Sports are both are, are on the edge of of pushing into that next tier of sports city. Mm. Um, I I think um, I think you you got to give the edge in baseball to Chicago just because I mean that. We're talking just one of three teams that that are the most historic teams in in the most historic sport. Yeah, um, I definitely don't disagree. <laughs> <laughs> I I think in the future DC will continue to rise up to that level. Sure. And this yeah. and this argument will get more and more difficult mm. as as we progress through the years. Yeah. Um, yeah. Um, so we're saying come back to. I, I think <laughs> right now, at this very moment, there's no better team than the Nationals, and that's what I'll say about that. <laughs> Amen. Just leave it there. Um, yeah. Well, fair enough. We'll leave it there for baseball. Um, let's move on to hockey then, which, then according to how we've been doing this, is. Uh, in your guys' opinion, the best franchise in D.C.? Oh, man. Capped, baby. <laughs> um, they are the winningest D.C. franchise in the past five years. <laughs> it's kind of amazing. Yeah. In, in, the, in the past uh, 20, 29 years? What would you say, Mike? What would you say is the perception of the Capitals among DC fans? Like, how how would they describe the Caps? The Caps, I, I would say, the Caps are are DC's team that you can always kind of trust in. You know, like the it's yeah. a good fallback like, team to root for. Yeah, right. like like you know, obviously Boston has had it great, but like. Just thinking about like the Patriots, you're always like, 
So yeah. you know, maybe they don't win it this year. Maybe they do, but they're gonna be in it, and they're gonna be competitive. Right. Sure. Um, right. The Caps are that team for for DC. Like we we've got our established star captain in Ovechkin, who's been doing it for like fourteen years now. I think uh, forever. Yeah. Um, you know, only like considered one of the best players of all time. Whatever. Yeah. You yeah. know, like like a, a generational talent. Whatever. Um, whatever. You know, it's just like, you know, who cares? I guess I don't know. I do. A lot of people do. But whatever. Um, and and that has garnered them a lot of respect in and outside of DC. And I think, yeah, that, uh, the fanhood is super strong because of their consistency. Um. Yeah, that's a good word. Probably one of the most consistent teams that DC has. If not as the of, most. As of late. Yeah. Yeah. I might th- I might put late. them as the most consistent DC franchise. Yeah, certainly For certainly sure. as of late. Yeah. Yeah. I would say so too. It's hard to argue against oh, yeah, I, the yeah. playoffs. I mean, I don't remember the last time like the Caps weren't in the playoffs. Yeah, man. And I don't know if the I don't know if there's any other DC team. There there might be. I, I could just be blanking. But to have one of the greatest of all time is kind of like a it's a very unique thing for a city to claim. Yeah. So to have a Vetchkin is like, yeah, actually one of the greatest of all time. You know, you universally accepted. Yeah. That's exciting. Yeah, I'm blanking on another potential. I'm blanking on another like DC uh, team that has kind of one of the the goats. I don't know if they're. I'm gonna say a name. It's not gonna mean anything. Jaime Moreno, who played on DC United, because DC United was basically the best team. That's true. And and Jaime Moreno was kind of like considered one of the best MLS teams of all time. So. I, I, Okay. Discounting MLS, I don't know who else. Yeah, I mean, I can't really think of any others for DC. Um, but, yeah, definitely something to be excited about and to to cherish, you know, having one of the goats playing for you right before your eyes. Right. It's very exciting. Yeah, and he was, you know able to bring a championship back to the city which hadn't been done in any sport in in a long time here so and that yeah that definitely you know i think that's like um it really i'm trying to think of the the right wording here it just accentuates that feeling because you know how many cities or how many teams have had someone who is considered to be, you know, one of the greatest of all time, but was never able to bring a championship home, you know, for, for their city, so to speak, for their team. Um, so, right. you know, for, for him to, cause you know, that's one of the things that, you know, people always hold against players when you're, you know, looking at, you know, the debate of the best player of all time and their respect, respect to sport. Um, you know, it's like, oh, well, they didn't get a championship, so they're not even in the question. But, you know, for him to right. be able to finally bring that that Stanley Cup home to D.C. Um, definitely helped, you know, cement his legacy and just continue to push him up 
in in the rankings, you know. Right. Um, yeah, I mean that's uh, that, that's something that's super unique too for for both. The, the only thing that could have been better is if he was born and raised in DC. <laughs> yeah. Basically these days, basically these days, Russia and DC are the same place. So let's. Just, uh, <laughs> oh. oh, hot takes. <laughs> Woo. Um. Hour, hour forty, uh, one hour and forty three minutes in, listeners. This is when you want to jump into the pod. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> this is where it really gets spicy. Um, <laughs> let's get some statistics, okay. shall we? Yeah, do it. All right, Capitals, founded in nineteen seventy four. Um, got that Stanley Cup two years ago, twenty eighteen. Um. They have 28 playoff appearances in 45 years, so 62% of the time they're making it into the playoffs. Um, they have a regular season win percentage of 53%, uh, 48% in the playoffs. They have 30 winning seasons, 15 losing seasons, so 60%, 67% excuse me, of their seasons are winning. Um, and then... Little tidbit here: Between 1983 and 1996, they made 14 straight playoffs. They missed the playoffs in '97, and then immediately made it back into the playoffs in '98, and actually went to the Stanley Cup but lost. Um, and then, obviously, we know what they've done pretty much since Ovechkin was drafted. Um, and then, in terms of attendance, they finished. They have finished on an average of 11th place out of 30 in average and NHL attendance since the 2010-2011 season. Again, that's as far back as the data would go. Um, and they typically, on an average, are at 79% capacity in their in the Capital One arena. Um, and they have the 14th biggest arena in the NHL, so they're, again, right smack dab in the middle there. Um, so, yeah, I mean, when you look, I mean, they're I don't want to say a relatively new franchise, but I mean, they're, they've been around for 45 years. So when you look at other franchises that have been around for, you know, 60, 70 plus years, I would consider them a newer team. But I mean, 67, 67%, two thirds of their seasons have been winning seasons. Um, more than half of the time they're making it to the playoffs. Um, they had a stretch there, like I said, where they made 14 straight playoffs, and they're in the midst of another one of those stretches where they're consistently making the playoffs. And like we've said, they have one of the greatest of all time playing for their team. So a franchise that I think, um, you know, haven't converted in the playoffs to really put them in that upper echelon of hockey franchises. Um, but one, again, that is, you know, right now – at the top of their game, um, at the top of mind for anyone who's watching the NHL as always being a threat. Um, and it's, it's a good time to be a Caps fan. Sure enough, man. Absolutely. <laughs> so uh, that winning percentage, Justin, do you have any uh, kind of general, like what's the average winning percentage among hockey teams? Because – that feels good. I mean, I, I, I don't know if that's average among hockey teams. Are you talking about in the, like the regular season win percentage? Or, yeah. um, I, I, I don't have an average, um, but 
for, you know, 45 years in, winning 53% of your games, I think anytime you're over 500, anytime you're over 50% is, is good. Um, yeah, that feels good. I don't know what the average would be, um, but I would. I just always kind of in my head the markers, if you're winning more than you're losing, that's something that's, you know, yeah. should be noted. Um, gotcha gotcha that yeah yeah um let's talk about the blackhawks for a little bit here um chicago blackhawks founded in 1926 so they they obviously are one of the original six teams uh so that's 93 seasons in case you were counting uh they have six stanley cups under their belts um 1934 1938 1961 they have 62 playoff appearances in 93 seasons, so that's 67% conversion rate. Um, their regular season win percentage is at 50%, 49% in the playoffs. They have uh, 39 NHL Hall of Famers, um, 47 winning seasons, 46 losing seasons, so right at 51% of their seasons are winning. Um, and then... Let's look at attendance here real quick. Um, since 2010-2011 season, they have been first in average attendance every single year. Um, and they are they fill out the United Center at 86% capacity on average. And they have the second biggest arena in the NHL behind the Montreal Canadiens. Um, so when you look at the Blackhawks, I think, again really historical team um you, you can't get much more history in a franchise than the blackhawks um one of the f- original six teams in the nhl one of the winningest teams in the nhl when you look at championships um at six and they've been pretty consistent throughout their existence because they have you know championships throughout um and especially when you look at recently in, in 2010, 2013, and 2015, um, a, a pretty perennial um, playoff team when you think of the Blackhawks. Um, and then again, well, I think the thing that sticks out to me most, honestly, is that they've been around for 93 seasons, and 67% of the time they've made it to the playoffs, um, which is really impressive to me because, you know, Typically, when you have teams that are around longer, there's more time, I think, for them. I don't know. I think there's more time for them to not make it to the playoffs. But because, like, when you look at, like, the the Cubs and the White Sox, they were at 8% and 14% of the time making it to the playoffs, and the Blackhawks are at 67%. Um, But that's just me. So, yeah, that's the Blackhawks. Yeah, Thoughts. They're, they're, they are, you know, one of the original six. They are one of the more winning teams in the NHL. Every, everything that you said is is completely true. <laughs> and, um, yeah, on, honestly, um, the, the Chicago is pretty tough to argue against, but um, it's the problem that the, the argument. For DC always comes down to recency bias, I think. Um, because right yeah, now, yeah, totally agree. Right now is 
or in the past past ten years is is when DC seems to really be coming into its own. Um, it's it's but you a, can't. Yeah, it's it's. it's it's a tough argument. I mean, it's, you know, the 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 uh, the Capitals have had their successes in the past, right? Like you said, '80s to '90s. Um, their franchise just isn't that old, comparatively speaking. Um, you know, the 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 comparison is tough, just because the, the age of every single team in Chicago is <laughs> is like uh, double. <laughs> Yeah, double because I mean, because Chicago like is is just a American hotbed of sports. Like it's where a lot of this stuff originated. So mm-hmm. that's uh, that's a tall order to take on as a sports city. Yeah, right, Chatty, if you want to add something to that, go ahead. Uh, yeah, you know, I was just gonna comment on the fact that the the recency thing. It's it's tough to listen to the, you know. All, all the stats that you can back up to say that the Chicago Blackhawks, like they, they're a good, like great hockey team, and they've had time to basically establish themselves as, as a force to be reckoned with. I think, like, if you come back to DC in a few years, the, it'll be a, I think, a baseball hockey town. Maybe, maybe Redskins if they get it together. But like, I mean. Really, like DC is definitely trending that way, but it's tough because there's just so much history behind these other teams, and I feel like that by itself gives that gives Chicago an edge, pretty significant edge, because they've just been around for such a long time and they've had Mm -hmm. a very dedicated fan base for a long time too. But I will say, like the attitude around DC in DC around the Capitals is a plus. I think for for a a DC for a DC uh, franchise to have generally positive feelings about your team year over year is pretty good. That's something that not a lot of DC sports teams have. So, plus on the capital side for that. No, uh, what? But no, I, I, You're saying Chicago doesn't support the Blackhawks? No, no, no. No, not at all. I'm saying that uh, that it's impressive for for uh, a, a team in D.C. to have, like, year-over-year support as well as the Capitals do. Okay, okay. No, I'm not, n- n- not comparing at all to the okay. No, they, they definitely have, yeah, consistent consistent fans. Um, so that that's the only thing I would say, like, um, uh, it, it's just tough to compare the two based on, like, just stats because they, they are a fairly more recent franchise, so... Maybe maybe we can say pause and come back to DC in a few years, but right now it, it definitely feels like it's skewed Blackhawks. Sure, it, it leans Blackhawks. Yeah, it's another one kind of similar to the NBA, where right. you know it's nothing like the Capitals are a great franchise. They're a good, good franchise. They have history. They've been consistent. They've won recently, but um, when you're just going up against the Blackhawks, not many people have an edge on them. Yeah. Um, come back to us. Don't don't count us out. I that's dude. That's just like that's the theme for 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 DC. Right. Come back in Does 10 that years. make us the greatest sports city ever? I say yes. <laughs> <laughs> you Let's. Should've, you should have seen the rumors. <laughs> New, New York Knicks 2019. <laughs> the rumors. Uh, um, let's move to the WNBA. Um. 
another wave of momentum for DC here. Um, I don't know mm-hmm. if you, I don't know if you guys have anything um, to that you wanted to kind of mention that you hadn't before on previous episodes. Uh, before I get into the statistics here, uh, this is probably a little bit like you know, this is our most recent win, so this feels really good. Yeah, I, very I, I fresh. Know we're not trying to count in. I know we're trying not to bring in recency bias too much, but this is good. This is really good for DC. Yeah, I mean, there's pretty much only exclusively recency bias when it comes to the WNBA. That's true. (laughs) You know. And as somebody who wasn't really following the WNBA this season, as opposed to previous seasons where I'm pretty tuned in, Mm. um, (laughs) this was was basically like finding $100 in my pocket. I was like, oh, shoot, we won this. This is great. Mm. Yeah, I gotta be honest. I had no idea that we were even in it. Um, right. I'm, I'm not like I don't follow WNBA, but to hear that there's been some more DC success, I mean that just puts a smile on your face. <laughs> yeah. Can Can you really ever replicate the feeling of finding a hundred dollars in your pocket? No. Way. Yeah, when the Mystics uh, win the whole damn thing. Boom. <laughs> there Boom. you go. There you go. Yeah. Um. Yeah. I mean, there's. I mean, when you look at the Mystics, if you look before this year, there's not a whole lot. Um, But this year was a great year for them. Obviously, they won their first championship. Um, They were the last WNBA team to make it to the finals, which I thought was interesting. Um, So they finally made it, and then they finally won. Um, Although I think they made it last year as well, actually, and they lost. But then they made it again and won this year. Um, so just some quick statistics here. Um, they were founded in 98. They have 11 playoff appearances in 21 years. They have a regular season win percentage of 42%, um, 32% in the playoffs. They have eight winning seasons and 13 losing seasons. So very average team, um, that hadn't been able to do much in the postseason. Uh, prior to these past two years, um, but when you get the best WNBA player um, right now in Elena Deladon on your team, you're going to go places. Um, and yeah, she won the MVP this year. She won the Finals MVP. She finally brought a championship hope to Washington. So um, good time to be a Mystics fan. Um, Heck yeah, yeah. And then moving over to the Chicago Sky. Um, pretty similar actually to the Mystics, except they just haven't won a championship. Um, Get it close. <laughs> I mean, so is that right? I mean, yeah, but just uh, to get through these stats real quick, just to to, to be fair, um, Sky were founded in two thousand five. Um, they have five playoff appearances in fourteen years. Uh, regular season win percentage of 45%, 38% in the playoffs. Four winning seasons, 10 losing seasons. Um, they played in the 2014 WNBA Finals, but were unable to bring the ship home. Um, so yeah, it's it's a lot easier with WNBA teams because they've only been around for at most like 21, 22 years. Um, so you only have to go off of recency bias, which is kind of nice. Um and again, if if you asked me two weeks ago, 
I would have said these teams were dead even. But they're not anymore. The Mystics took that edge when they won the WNBA Finals last week. So Boosh. Finally. Oh. Yeah. Finally brought that ship home. Um, so, yeah, I don't, I don't think there's much more to discuss there. Um, so then the last last uh, franchise to go over here, or last sport, would be uh, soccer in the MLS. Yeah. Um, which, again... No, com- not really any comparison here, um, but this time in favor of, of D.C. Um, with D.C. Right. United. Um, again, we've covered them before, but I don't know if you guys have any other uh, kind of thoughts you wanted to add in here just to, to bolster the D.C. United here over the Chicago fire. Um, uh, D.C., whether or not they've won a championship, Super recently, they're still making the playoffs pretty regularly. They made the playoffs this year. They had a heartbreaking overtime loss this oh, year. That was painful. Yeah, and it's sad to see Wayne Rooney go. Um, yeah. Oh, did he leave? He's yeah. going back to England to coach. Ah, interesting. I did not know that. He he's going to be a player coach. Yeah. Is he? Both Who's both. he? Do you know who he's playing for? It's not going to be in the Barclays, is it? No, no, no. It's not. I don't think it's the Premier League. It's like uh, probably the the league right under it. Mm. Interesting. Well, I didn't know that. Continue. <clears throat> um. Yeah. Just that. Uh, you know, DC has been able to maintain like playoff prowess for most of their uh, existence. Yeah. Which uh, you know speaks to a good franchise. Yeah. Chad, yeah. do you have anything to add? No, no, I think we, we like we've covered DC United in the past and I, I think DC United maybe outside of LA Galaxy is it, it's tough it's tough for people who haven't really followed MLS for very long mm. but it's DC United is, is the franchise. Yeah. You know, there are very few other franchises that come close and it's it's not a shame that it's that this is all, only with MLS for for DC sports but it's uh it's it, it's Kind of, kind of a shame because this is the this is the sport where not a lot of Americans pay attention to. Yeah. But this is the sport where DC has really excelled the most. <laughs> you know, one of the greatest, one of the greatest MLS players of all time, Jaime Moreno, played for DC United. They won the first, however many MLS um, championships. Four. They're, they're just first four. I mean, they're just consistently a good, really good team. Um, and they're always very dangerous. Uh, and it's kind of like a, a side note for for DC sports. And this also actually falls under the favor of Chicago because there's a while where people were a little a little concerned whether or not Chicago will continue to have a team. Mm. Um, because MLS MLS's model is basically we're going to create a new team, two two or three new teams every year. And the teams that don't perform well, we can assess whether or not we want to continue to have these teams. Right. So if your team's not performing, like, see you later. The, Orlando has had, like, three different teams um, because they, they keep trying to make Orlando work as a soccer city. But the fact that it, so MLS is very different than all the other yeah. sports, all the other, uh, yeah. Yeah, I think, Justin, you mentioned this. It's, it's owned, MLS is owned by MLS, and they decide – which players go to which team obviously the teams have some say but if you're going to get a big star from europe 
MLS basically decides what city they go to. Yep. So the fact that DC got one of the biggest stars of all time and Wayne Rudy is a pretty good indicator that this is like one of the best soccer teams. But also, to, to be fair, Chicago got Ashton Schweinsteiger, who's no, no, no slack. Yeah. He's one of my favorite soccer players of all time. So, um, But Wayne Rudy is definitely more recognizable, mm. more of a star. So, yeah, I, I think it's tough to, to even compare the two. I would say D.C. United is, is one of the top two most iconic, best MLS franchises. Yeah, I think um, <clears throat> I think DC United very easily takes the cake here. I mean, like you said, I think outside of the yeah, like Galaxy, I think they're the second best MLS franchise of all time. Um, right. It's hard to hard to argue with four MLS cups, which is the second most, and they won them four straight um, in a row. Um, right. You know, there's just really not much to go up against there. And like you said, the fire, you know, they did win an MLS cup and it was actually in their first season, which is pretty funny. Um, but right. you know, just haven't, you know, haven't done a whole lot in, in the MLS, uh, since then they've, they've, it's funny. They've actually won pretty consistently. Like their winning percentage is over 500. Um, but you know, it's just, like you kind of said with the MLS, if you're not getting, you know, big name stars from overseas to draw, you know, people in, right. your franchise is just not really going to be very recognizable or very competitive. Um, and that's just how the MLS right. goes. And DC had the, you know, drawing power uh, and reputation to to get and to keep stars. And um, right. They were even good with getting the homegrown talent, like we mentioned last time with uh, Freddie Adu. Yeah. Um, yeah. But, <laughs> yeah. The biggest star there ever was. The, the Absolutely. The biggest star to ever come out of U.S. soccer. Absolutely. Um, yeah, so I would watch, I would watch like, it just for, I know everybody is kind of wondering what's happening next to the MLS, so here's your update. <laughs> um uh, watch for the Miami team that's being started by David Beckham. That's yeah. pretty huge because he apparently has verbal co- commitments from some pretty huge European stars to come over and play. So no one really knows who that is. Everyone's kind of guessing. Mm. Um, no, no one, right? right like it's he, David Beckham has pull in European soccer. Yeah, so it, does. it could, it could be. Yeah, all right. This is the, the, the far out prediction is, Messi at some point is when he comes over to play. He's gonna play that wow, that is Miami at some point. Yeah, I mean when he's like that's a, that's a yeah, hot exactly. take, dude. <laughs> well, I, all right, I, I will say like that's you know dream scenario, but th- that name has been kicked around a little bit. But there's a few like Angel Di Maria, like once he finishes mm. up with PSG, yeah, I see potentially that. like he'll come and play at Miami. And he's a you know huge, and and the fact that he's you know South American. Uh, he plays for Argentina. That's that's pretty big too. That does really well for for Miami. That Miami, so, yeah, that Miami market's going to be very attractive to a lot of people. Right. And I, I think it'll end up working out better than the Orlando market, which is oh, yeah. kind of surprising that they tried three times with Orlando. Orlando, they only care about Disney there. Different. I know. Just exactly. give up. Exactly. <laughs> Do you see how the Magic are uh, doing? No one cares about them. Yeah, no one cares about Orlando teams. Um, so I, I, I think Miami will be the next place where they're going to draw stars. But then I think the next biggest 
star will end up going to either LA, New York, or DC, and DC might be next in line because Let's they lost Rooney. So there's my here's what's happening next MLS update. Much appreciated. Um, my, my inside sources. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Let us know if you get any tips on uh, when Messi's <laughs> coming over to play on Miami. Uh, 2075. Yeah, yeah, yeah. That sounds about right. <laughs> well, um, if they're going to bring over Messi, they might as well bring over Ronaldo, too. I don't think – I think Ronaldo has too much pride. To I, I was about to say, I don't think he's ever going to touch foot in the American I, I soil really in, a, in a jersey. Me- Messi is so Spit on it and go like, back home. <laughs> yeah, right. <laughs> Messi is uh, – my prediction for Cristiano, I know this is not a, a soccer podcast – but I think Ronaldo will end up at some point playing for Monaco, which is a which again doesn't mean very much. But um, he has been tied, linked to one of the the princesses in Monaco. So the idea is mm. he goes over and plays for Monaco, which is kind of like a smaller market team. Yeah. Basically, they'll 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 farm good players to other to big name teams and just make rake in cash. He'll go over to Monaco. And kind of be this, you know, prince, the, the first prince and soccer player. Like that's kind of the the prediction Ugh, for that Ronaldo. That fits so, him so well. You, you heard it here Blech. first. You heard it on the swag, the J Swag podcast first, right here. That's yeah. Listen, man, going to happen. That's <laughs> yeah. I feel like you could have said the same thing with pride about uh, Ibrahimovic, and he's. That's. I don't know. I guess. I guess, but Ibrahimovic is also I mean, he's like cocky as hell. I, that's I don't true. Know if that's exactly pride, but like I, you know, him thinking that he's the best soccer player ever, and yet still be willing to play in that. I mean, he still, and he still thinks he's too good to be at MLS. I like he he plays and in MLS, he's and he's still, here. <laughs> he still thinks he's too good. He took out a full page ad in the LA Times. Was just like a Microsoft Word document that said "You're welcome, LA," which is still the best, <laughs> oh my the best <laughs> advertisement ever. Um, no, I, I think Cristiano is just like he—he's cocky and he's arrogant, but he's also gonna go down as one of the best to ever play. I don't think Ibrahimovic will go down as one of the best to ever play. He'll go down as like one of the better ones. <laughs> one um, of the better, but, but not like, the best. One of the better, but not the best. He's not. He's like tier two. Mm. But like a tier one player, like Ronaldo, Messi, like if if Pele went and started playing for, uh, you know, his his local Brazilian team, you'd be like, well, what's going on over here? This doesn't feel right. Which he did, but that was at the end of his career. Right. Anyways, back to the topic at hand here. Um, I got some total stats here for us for each city. Um, and I'm just going to run through them a city, one city at a time. So it's not that confusing. So for Washington, DC, they have a total of 13 championships, 47% of the seasons that have been played in DC have been winning seasons. Uh, 36% of the seasons that have been played in DC have, uh, gone into the playoffs. They have a combined regular season win percentage of 52% um, and 47% in the playoffs. So in D.C., um, D.C. is a 
regular season winning team, if that makes sense. Um, and, you know, a third of any season of any sport that's played there is go- has gone into the playoffs. Um, not bad. Not bad at all. Um, yeah, absolutely. Um, and 27 Hall of Famers. I don't know if I said that or not. Um, and then over to Chicago. They have a total of 30 championships. Uh, 51% of their seasons were winning. Uh, 30% of their seasons went into the playoffs. Regular season win percentage of 49% and 48% in the playoffs. And they have a smack dab even total of 100 Hall of Famers. So that is that is Chicago. That is DC. Shaddy, your closing thoughts and remarks and oh, your vote as to who is the better sports city. Am I really expected to vote against my own city? That's for you to decide. Oh man. So yeah, like it, it really seems like the stats favor Chicago. I will qualify as Chicago has been around. Chicago has been around a lot longer. I think but we've, we've covered all that. I think like DC is c- come and see what's next. I think we can only go up from here. Uh, I love the passion of DC sports fans. To me, DC will always be one of the greatest sports cities of all time because I live here. And, well, I live outside of DC. Um, <laughs> Southern Nova. Um, and uh, to, 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 to see how excited people get here when even, even the worst of our teams put together a semi-winning season is one of the coolest experiences um, for a fan because you just you get you kind of get swept up in this moment where we know we haven't been good. We know we don't have kind of the, the, the bigger gloves to punch with some of these bigger cities mm. for the fact that we put something together and we go so far and everyone just feels so united. It's, it's a very, it, it's an awesome feeling. I don't know if that's unique to DC, but because I experience it, I say DC is one of the greatest sports cities stacked up against Chicago. I, I'm not going to vote against my city. I know this is probably, if you're listening to this and you've heard all the stats, you're going to be screaming at, you know, I'm being a dummy, but I'm going to say DC. <laughs> All right. You Haas, your final closing remarks and your vote for who is Betty better. But first, do we have an update on the World Series game? It's still tied 2-2, two two, and both teams are hitting the ball. So mm. it is, it's, it's not going to remain 2-2 two two for long. Yeah. That seems um, to be the trend in the postseason this year. Yeah. Good for baseball, by the way. Yes. Heck yes, good for Absolutely. baseball. Um, let's see. DC, before I dive into my very final thoughts, mm-hmm. I just want a quick shout out to the XFL. Yeah. Yes. Super excited about the DC Defenders. Because <laughs> JMU Defenders. Jones, Mr. 12 Gage, as our quarterback, and three James Madison plays. That's right. Go Dukes. That so, Richard Davis. Right. We, we got... Uh, Ish Hyman, right? Oh, or no, he's on. Back. What was his name? Khalid, Khalid Abdullah. Yep, yep. Yep. Dude. 
when, once I saw they had like three JMU guys, I was like, oh, I'm I'm going hard, dude. Yeah. XFL fan. Absolutely. Um, Mike and I are getting matching matching DC Defender tattoos. I don't know if you mentioned that yet. Yeah, that's right. Yeah. Yeah, I'll post the picture on my Instagram. <laughs> dude, that's perfect. <laughs> What's um, that? <laughs> but yeah, I, I mean, I I agree with, or I side with pretty much everything Shaddy said. Like I'm a huge DC fan. I think they're just amazing as a sports city. Mm. Um, it's 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 hard to deny Chicago's prowess as a sports city. Mm-hmm. They are just right. I, I mean, I'm a huge. I'm into history and I'm into like sports traditions and stuff and. You know, with with the Cubs, the, the, it's just as good as it gets. And uh, <clears throat> you know, as you come back in in thirty years or however many years, mm. maybe this is a different conversation because I think DC Definitely. sports peaking peaking right now, and I think it's it's not just a um, an outlier, but I think it's a continuing upward trend for DC sports. Mm-hmm. Um, but at this moment. I'd have to give it to Chicago. Yeah. And to transition just right into my, my final thoughts, just going off of, of, you know, what you guys have said, um, you know, it's, you know, you can't deny it's, it's hard to, uh, to deny the history and the, uh, the, the lore of Chicago sports. Um, so, I mean, my, my vote is for Chicago here, too, but I have to tip my cap, proverbially, to Washington, D.C. sports because I have to say they wildly surprised and impressed me in this, in this series. I was not at all expecting them to make it to the Final Four to make it this far. Um, I Just remember like George Mason did. That's right. That's right, baby. Another Cinderella story. Change your book, Mike. Um but I remember when I was uh first like coming up with the concept of this series and I was talking to a buddy of mine who uh is also a huge DC sports fan, lives in Nova. Um and he was making the case for DC and I remember at the time I was just like laughing it off. I was like, All right, come on now, like it's DC, like, give me a break. But I have to say, over the course of these several months that I've been doing this series, uh, DC definitely surprised me. And I think I have to absolutely agree with what you guys have said of when you, if you're to take these same 16 sports cities and to somehow be able to project into the future and say, which one, which city do you think has the most promise and which, you know, um, gives you the most hope uh dc is absolutely up at the top there um because things really seem to be coming together for a lot of their franchises um some are just staying put together as they have been um so you know all that to say i you know i my vote is for chicago but i absolutely tip my cap to to washington dc and and the the Cinderella story run that they put together here, just like the Nationals have done this postseason. Mm. Applause. That's beautiful, Jim. Thank you. And I'll say, because when we first talked about this run, that we were going to go up against uh, Minneapolis, 
Mm. And then it ended up being Chicago. That hurt because I knew we could take Minneapolis. <laughs> but Chicago, oof. That was a tough game. That's a tough game. Yeah. Yeah, that was a uh, a uh, bad clerical error on my on my part. <laughs> so I apologize for that and the false hope that I provided there. But <laughs> tis what it is. Yeah. And well, you know what? I think uh, this experience has been great for for Shadi and I. And uh, I think I'm speaking for everyone when when I say that. I think it's time that we, we started our own podcast just about DC sports. Ooh. And uh, I love it. We're, I mean, we're going to call it probably Hot Takes with Hot Cake. Mm. <laughs> and um, it's just going to be me and Shaddy making wild assumptions about sports in general. And You can count me in as a regular listener. Like a huge stack of pancakes at the same time. <laughs> yeah. I was going to say, you got to have some sort of hot cakes every episode, too. Yeah. Okay. We'll, we'll we'll yeah we'll have a rotating menu of of hot cakes. Well, yeah, yeah, yeah yeah. You start yeah. each episode talking about today we're eating right. different syrups <laughs> every week as well. The day go on with our hot cake. <laughs> I mean, I, I, my, I, I will I will quit my job. I, this is <laughs> the most exciting thing. Wow. Wow. I'll and you can count me in as a regular listener. Hey, yeah. I'll subscribe I mean, on you iTunes. Know, you know, we'll have to have you on All right. I I would love to um, not have to argue against DC for once. Sure. Are you uh, are you a pancake fan? I love pancakes. Yes. <laughs> yeah. How about flapjacks? Yep. Count me in. Yeah. All right. Good. Pencil me into your. Sound like a, a perfect match. I uh, pencil me into your it schedule. Sure Sounds good. But. Yeah. Justin, in all seriousness, too, if you ever need two goons to jump on your podcast again, to argue any topic, really, and provide interesting and hilarious commentary, yep. I hope you will consider myself and T-Pain. Of course. Podcast. Whoa. <laughs> I mean, I mean, Mike. I mean, Mike. Shout out. I will always have you guys in consideration for... Mm for sports talk with swag um but that being said if you did enjoy this episode make sure well, first of all make sure you go vote in the polls make your voices heard um twitter facebook and instagram there are polls live as you're listening to this that you can vote in and make your voices heard of who you think is the better sports city um Instagram and Facebook are both Sports Talk with Swag. Twitter is STW's Cast. Um, and like I was saying, if you did like this episode, if you like this show in general, make sure to leave a rating on iTunes. Um, let me know what you think. And while you're there, make sure you subscribe to the podcast. You can also find it on Spotify, Stitcher, Google Play, and any other uh, place that you can find podcasts. You can find this show. You can write us an email at sportstalkwithswag at gmail.com and I will read and respond to all of those. Um, and I want to I want to thank you guys, Shadi and Yuhas, for for your Cinderella run of defending DC here and uh, pushing them all the way here into uh, into this final four matchup. It's been a dream. Not gonna, yeah, I'm not gonna lie. This is probably one of the most proudest I've been. This is the proudest I've been in a very long time. So. Mm. 
That makes sense. And it came, it came at the perfect time. <laughs> it really couldn't have been in a better it time did. for DC Sports. Yeah. They had so much momentum, yeah. and they still so, do. Uh, I guess some question for you. If we win on the poll, what happens then? We will figure it out. <laughs> <laughs> because I think you may have um, a a recency bias of, of fans which are very excited over the net where they are now. I don't know if it's going to happen. I, I'm going to qualify. I have no idea if that means we're going to win. But I'm just saying, be careful for anything. The cost for anything. I may have just purchased 500 bots. To mm. Yeah. Well, that's nothing new to Facebook, so. <laughs> we will cross that bridge when we get there. I will say, I created a, a Twitter account just to vote in the poll for the last one. That nice. We had. And it, uh, it, is, it will be deleted now that we're done with it. Yeah, that's fair. <laughs> no, you gotta vote. Vote in the vote in this one, Mike. Well, sure, I'll vote in this one, but then we're done. Then I'm done. Just vote, it's log like, off, and delete it. Be done. Drop the mic. Drop the mic. Ooh. Nice. Love it. Actually, a good surname, dude. Or podcast. <gasps> Stay tuned Ooh. and find out. <laughs> All right. So yeah, that's gonna do it for this episode. Um, we've been going for. Very long, so I'm going to let all the listeners go here. Thank you for, if you've made it this long, sticking around, uh, and we will see you in the next episode. Peace. It's